everyone. Welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. We are back for another Sunday podcast, and with me I have Mr. Dennis Porter. Uh, good evening, Pastor Jay. How you doing today? Pretty good. It's been busy. How about you? Yeah, it's been a pretty good day. Uh, relax a little bit. Enjoy the, the rain. You know, we needed it very bad. We did, and that fried chicken competition you had... I know I hated to make your mamma feel bad, but yeah, I tried to try to mess up some of mine so oh, it wouldn't yeah. be so good. I just, you know, it is what it is, you know. Hey, you took a win, and there you go. Got the bragging rights with it. There you go. Get a back rub tonight. That, nothing better than that. I know, I know. All righty, we're about to begin with the word of prayer, and we will end on Mark. All right, let's go to, to the Lord. Precious Lord Jesus, we come before you here this evening, Lord, and we're so grateful and thankful, Lord, for this beautiful, blessed day that you've given us, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that all who attended your service, Jesus, in church, Lord, really got a good message from it, Lord Jesus, and we're so thankful, Lord, to be able to come to you in prayer and in testimony, Lord, and in church, Jesus, and we're just so thankful to come to you here tonight, Lord, in this podcast, Jesus. We have had a great day, Lord, with the with the good food, Jesus, and then the good time, Lord, we all had a had a lot of fun, Lord Jesus. So we just ask your blessing on this part of the service, Lord Jesus. We love you and praise in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are ending on Mark today, so we have a lot to discuss, but I think it's going to be a very good one. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to begin in Mark 13, 14 through 23, the abomination of desolation. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing, babies in those days. But pray that it may not happen in the winter. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. And then if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ or behold, he is there. Do not believe him for false Christ and false prophets will arise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray if possible the elect but the take heed behold i have told you everything in advance amen amen that does say a lot and it says right here that god's the the elect are god's chosen people and that's that's those who've been saved that's those who've been seeking him and walking after him and trying to find uh, find uh, better ways of, of living their lives you know they are his chosen people they are the apple of his eye his loved ones and it says here uh it says here if possible is it possible for christians to be deceived and sure it is, sure it is. That, you know, that's, that's, that's Satan's main goal is to deceive. And it says in the last days that the very elect, those who know Jesus very well and are walking with him, will be deceived. They absolutely will, because if we think about times now, what's going on in today's world, so many elect are taken astray, led astray, and there's so many who have taken God's word and changes so much that... Sometimes it's hard to see what's true and see what's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Because, 
You know, Satan has a lot to play with, and he knows, and and, and he knows exactly what where your weak spots are, and that's what he goes for, and, and that's what it says that most his, the most elect will be deceived because he watches and he is very he 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 watches every step you take, everything that you do, everything that you like, and he sometimes he will make what you want look even better, give you more of it, just to get you away from the the, the precious Lord of Jesus. Exactly. And that's, you know, there's so many times that we think about where we are with our walk with God and we think, wow, you know, there's nothing that can mess us up. But that's what we have to understand. There will be something that will mess us up. There will be something to change it and to where you have to fight for it because that's what Satan wants. He wants to drag you away to get you oh so far from God that you think you will not be able to go back. But that's the thing. You can and you as long as you want that close relationship with God, that's where we have to understand that there's going to be times of trial and times of tribulation and chaos because the world is one day going to end and we are going to have to answer to God. Yes, we will, and that's that's going to be a that's going to be a very ugly day whenever you stand before the Lord and you have to answer to Him. You know, He I think He will bring up a screen on on your mind that will show you. The times never he's he's standing there with you and say, trying to tell you, hey, don't do this. This is not what you want. But you argue with him and you say, well, yeah, I think it is. Jesus, I think, and you got to think, but who are you arguing with? Exactly, the precious Lord Jesus, who knows best. And you're you're trying to tell him that you know better than he does. Really, come on now. See that we have to, you know, something I try to remind myself every day is that we don't know when the last day will be. We don't know what the final hour and time will be because it's all so unknown. And that's where I have Mark 13, 32 through 37. But of that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but the father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert for you do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey who upon leaving his house and puts his slaves in charge assigning to each one his task also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert therefore be on the alert for you do not know when the master of the house is coming whether in the evening at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep what i say to you i say to you all be on the alert be on the alert, and that's, that says a mouthful right there. And and I've said many times, if you if you are worried about being caught off guard, all you got to do is just talk to him and ask him to quicken your smarts, quicken your your brain, your your intelligence, and he will he will show you before before bad comes your way what what you're getting ready to face, and he is always there to t- to try to turn you away from it. But you have to listen. You have to pay attention. And that's where we have to take the time throughout our day to pray to him, you know, ask for for guidance, for direction, for to be safe, you know, talk to him always. Look up to the sky, see all the signs and wonders that he gives us each and every day. The fact that we have breath in our lungs, air, you know, we're, the fact that we can walk, we can do whatever we need to do. We're alive because of God, blessed because of him. Amen. And it's just... With us, sometimes all it takes is to not be stubborn and to talk to him. That's that's it exactly. I like to share with you a little bit about what it says right here. It says Jesus rose from the dead. He proved that he was God. That he could he could forgive sins, 
and that he as as the power has the power to change our lives he has the power to change our lives Amen. he has the power to make our lives if you want to be something in this world don't don't hesitate don't think that you don't have the smarts or the intelligence maybe maybe you personally don't but if you call upon the Lord Jesus, he will equip you with everything that you need from the start to the finish. He has, he has, he, he doesn't, his bank account, for one, ain't, ain't tied to what this world is. His, his uh, ability to give you a gift and presence and things is not tied to what this world is. He can give you anything that you want, but you have to be the one to ask. Exactly. And that's just, if it's blessed by him, if he, he truly wants you to have whatever it is. He will bless you. He will make sure you have everything you need to be successful because he's not going to leave you left empty-handed. And that's how you know if the project that he has given you is the project that he wants for you because Amen. he will make sure everything goes just right so that you can be successful. It says here, by trusting in him for forgiveness, we can begin a new life with him as our guide amen a new life with him as our guide but we have to be we have to we have to choke back some pride sometimes we have to say hey jesus uh, i need to turn this over to you you do know know more than i do i need to trust in you in this and follow him let him be our guide and lead us to, to whatever it is he wants whatever we want and if it's approved by him it will happen I can say that choking back pride, that's a strong suit for the world today. That is a lot today. It says the more convinced we become that Jesus is God, the more we will see see his power and his love. The more we will see his power and his love, the more we can we more that we are convinced that he is our God. You know, you think about that. How how much more does he need to convince us? He he gives us our life. He gives us breath. I mean, I'll just I'll just testify about this right here. Friday night uh, after we left here, I went home and uh, I took my nightly medicine and I took uh, some muscle relaxers because I knew that it worked. It would help me relax and I would get some sleep. Well, little did I know about an hour later, I'd be going down the road in an ambulance. Oh man. It, it had a bad effect on me for some reason, and I had taken it before. But I went to bed, and I started having trouble making, I started having trouble breathing for one thing, and I got up on the side of, the, side of the bed, and I was afraid to stand up because I was afraid I'd fall. And and a little bit later on, uh, Mama called an ambulance, and I didn't know, but I was real close to not making it. And why I know that is as we was going down the road in the ambulance, the EMT, uh, I wanted to go to sleep so bad that that muscle relaxer was working, and I thought, man, I just almost doze off. And and that EMT said, hey, hey, Dennis, hey, Dennis, uh, stay with us here, stay with us. And little did I know that he knew what he was doing. If I would have went ahead and dozed off, probably would have quit breathing. Oh my gosh! And I, I just, I just have to praise God because. He gave that EMT EMT uh, man the the wisdom to know not to let me go to sleep. And like I said, I had taken that before. I thought, well, I'm just going to take it, relax, and go to sleep. Something happened, and I wasn't expecting it. But yeah, I mean, all I would have had to do was go to sleep, and I probably wouldn't be here today because I would I would never I would quit breathing. 
Praise right. God. Praise God, because situations like that, you think everything's just fine, and then Satan changes up in a minute, thinking, I'm going to catch him off guard, and he's going to do this, and this is going to happen, but no, God said otherwise. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right, Pastor Jay goes, yeah, he... Satan knew that, uh, hey, I'll help him nod off, and that's all it'll take. But Jesus said, no, you keep your hands off of him. Yeah, I'm not done with him. That's exactly you know what God wants us to do is to trust in him, to know that in situations of time of chaos, of where we're scared the most, to trust in him to do what needs to be done. And that's where Satan, he thinks he can get in our heads and tell us all these things to get us to go in the other direction, but... By the grace of God, he is a strong, he has a stronger power. He has a, the most knowledge to help us, but we have to trust him. We have to give up some of the control that we have in this life to trust him, to know that he does know what he's doing. Yeah. And sometimes, like you said a while ago, we have to choke back on our pride and our ego and, and, and give it to him and realize, hey, he knows more about what he's doing than I do. He's... He's God, you know, and it, I can share this right here. It says, uh, "It says Jesus crossed Jesus crossed national radical and economic barriers to spread His good news. Jesus' message of faith and forgiveness is for the whole world, not just our church, neighborhood, or nation. We must reach out beyond our own people and needs to fulfill the worldwide vision of Christ Jesus." that people everywhere might hear his great message and be saved from sin and death. Sin there and death. Go. Amen. That is so good. Isn't that why Jesus died on the cross? Isn't that why he did what he did for us? Amen. It is. It sure is. Because in this world, the way I think about it is that we don't have to just die. Like That's not what we're about. We're not... You know, when we think of death, we think of not coming back to life, not being alive, not being able to speak, talk, do the things we do. But that's not what God says. He wants us to go to heaven, not to die, but to arise and be with him, walk with him, to talk with him, to live for eternity with him. Yeah, like you said, he went to the cross and he took care of everything by going to that cross we no longer have to live in sin. We can live in, in, in faith. We can live in, in love and harmony. Jesus took it all whenever he went to the cross and was nailed down. He took our sins so we wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. That is so, that is so much truth right there, Pastor Jay. Exactly, because the way I hear so many times, you know, people are so scared of death. And to me, I think, yes, at some point we all are. But if we're living right, if we're living the way that God wants us to, we don't got to be scared for death. We're excited because we're not dying at all. Unless, you know, the only way we're dying, the only way we're giving up life is by going to hell. Yeah. To be it. tortured and to be burned and to smell that awful stench. But that's not what God wants. He wants us to go, to be with him, to mm. live with him. Amen. And that should be our ultimate goal. That should be what we're looking forward to the most. It says here, Jesus, Jesus Christ alone is the Son of God. In Mark, Jesus demonstrates his divinity by overcoming disease, demons, death. Like you said, overcoming death. Although he had the power 
to be king of the earth. Jesus chose to obey the Father and to die for us. He chose. He didn't have to, but he chose to die for us. That is a loving king, if you want. I mean, he is our king. He is our Lord. But that is somebody that the world has no idea what he is and who he is. Think about how people talk to him today, how they ignore him, how they say, oh, he's not real, how they go chasing all these ghosts instead of chasing Jesus. Yeah. See, me, I can't fathom that because he has proven himself time and time again for us. He has done many wonders and miracles to prove himself for us. But people ignore him. They rather see all these spirits in chaos and have all these things happen. Instead of looking and seeing all the signs and wonders that God has given them. I don't understand it. Yeah, and like you're saying there, Pastor Jay, the thing about it is they want to worship all these here things. The ones that they're worshiping is dead. They're still in the grave. Christ Jesus rose. He's no longer in there. They, you know, they, yes. went, they went and all they found was his, his, was his clothes that he was buried in. And he found angels sitting upon top of the big boulder that was in front of the stone. They looked in, and he was gone. Only one God out of many gods, one rose. Amen. One is still living and breathing. All the others are gone. That's what he said would happen. He has said it in the Bible that this would happen. He has told us. He has warned everybody. He still tells and warns everybody. That's why we have the Bible. He died once and once and for all. And we will, we will have to die. That's our, that's a fact of life. We will have to die, but we only have to die once. One time. And we go live forever with our Lord Jesus. Eternity is forever. Like a, like a one one pastor said, eternity is like a ring. There's no start. There's no finish. It is always. Exactly, always. That's the thing. Is that's what we have to look forward to. You think. I think, well, I'm scared. I don't, I don't know what it's like. We don't know what it's like, but neither did Jesus, and he still did it. Amen. Because Amen. he knew our sins were worth sacrificing for. He knew that we were sat, was, was, was worth his sacrifice. Exactly. He knew that we, he said, you are my chosen people. I will go to the grave for you. I will go to the cross. But he knew, he knew once he did that, that he would never have to do it again, and he and he and he pours out his love and his mercy upon us, and says, "You follow me, you will die once, like I did, and then whenever you awake, you will be with me for eternity." Let me ask you this: If you were to tell someone today who's having doubts, how would you express to them how to, how to get over their doubts, doubts of God, doubts of life, any kind of doubts? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Pastor Jay. I mean, that's a, that's a tough question, and I don't want to just throw something cheap and, and cheap and easy out there. I mean, yeah, you just go to your knees and you ask for God for forgiveness, but but it's a lot more than that. I mean, today I'm not going to pull nobody's chain. It's not easy being no, a Christian. Not. I mean, there's, there's 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 a lot of work involved. There's a lot of sacrifice involved. You you will probably lose a lot of friends. You'll probably uh, have people make fun of you, call you a Bible thumper, a holy roller. But you have to make up your own mind. You have to make up your, your you have to make a decision. Do you want to die? Like you said a while ago, go to hell and, and that there too is an eternity. You will never come out of it. There's, 
The Bible speaks of people that's in hell that's just wanting somebody to touch, dip their finger in a, in water and just touch it to their lips because their lips are because they're so dry. Hell is a place of permanent eternal torment. So I I, I guess the answer that I would give anybody is is do you want do you want to live in peace? Do you want to do you want to live where there's uh, no more death? Or do you want to do you like you said last night? Do you want to take a chance? And I, I'm like you. I would rather take my risk and, and and believe in the Holy Holy Father, the Lord Jesus. No one, no, no, whenever I die, taking that chance to live forever, taking that chance to go to hell. See, if we were to we talk about hell, I don't think we can fully grasp the concept of what it's like because you see videos of people screaming in agony and in pain begging God to take them to that they're sorry that you know they they believe in him and trust in him just begging him crying out Lord God take me you know I I can't I can't live in this I can't do this and because it's so strong you know what I think about it is in this video, it these people are screaming and begging God, and then you hear in the distance fire roaring, the stench of human bodies being burned, and then you 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 can't see nobody. It's just it's just you, and it's just you, and it's just a torture. And then that drop of water to be able to be free from that experience, nobody can fathom it. I don't think we'll ever truly understand until we're facing it. I think you're right. I think you're right. And, and, and to go along a little bit with what you're saying there, I, I heard about this uh, this guy who uh, went to hell, and he said that he was, he said these these uh, monsters. They, I mean, um, they called them. I forget what he did call them. But he said it stood about twelve feet tall, and they couldn't wait to get their hands on him. And they just grabbed him. And they had like eighteen inch claws on him, oh and just gosh. ripping him in pieces and throwing him around like he was just a rag doll. And then he went over to this here, and like you said, uh, he he heard uh, he heard his people screaming. He walked over where he could see, and they were being thrown into the fire. And some of them would try to crawl away from it. And these these animals would grab a hold of them, and they would throw them back into the fire. And said the the stench was so bad down there that of, of sulfur. Uh, there's a place on Earth where you can only go so far, so get so close to it because. Uh, it's like a volcano, and the smell of sulfur coming out of it is so strong. He said that's what it was down there. To breathe it just, <gasps> that's all the breath that you could get because the sulfur was so strong. And he says the stench was just so bad that nothing on earth was even close to it. I mean, it was just horrible. And and, and to think about that, you know, uh, this guy was, uh, God let him go to hell so he could come back and tell people, I mean, this is a longer thing than what I'm what I'm telling you guys, but it's so bad. And he said that that would that changed his life forever. So I mean, hell, everybody that's ever been there has been has been has told horrible things. But then again, on the flip side of it, like like you said, we need to get Brady in here sometime and, and let him tell about his trip to uh, heaven. How how beautiful it was there. I'd like to get him in here one time. And heaven is just. It's just unbelievable. Everybody that you've ever heard of that's talked about heaven, it's just that they said they could not compare it to anything on earth. See, I don't think that we can. You know, if I were to have to make a decision today to decide to live in hell, not even for five minutes, but for eternity, rather than choosing to go to heaven, choosing to live, choosing to believe 
And all you have to do is give up your worldly ways to follow God. You know, we think that decision is so, for us as Christians, it's so easy because we know we believe these stories. We've read Revelations. We've heard the story. We've seen people talking about it. And just talking about it, it's not in comparison to what it's actually like. And we don't know. But what we do know is how bad, because God describes how bad it is. And if he describes it as horrible as he does, we know it's going to be worse because our brains just don't comprehend it. But heaven, mm-hmm. to be able to walk with God, so beautiful, the stairs, it's its an amazing thing to try to think about. And if we can think about how beautiful something we see in love is, 10 times, 20 times, a thousand times better will be the real heaven. And that kind of decision, we don't take lightly. We don't just make it on the whim. This is a decision that we base our lives on. And to base our lives on it, we believe in wholeheartedly that it is worth it. Well, it's, it's kind of like what you're saying there, Pastor Jay. I mean, um, we have, um, never I got saved, I figured, well, I have tried it this way mm-hmm. for many years, and I wasn't getting anywhere. Exactly. So now, what, what, have, what have I got to lose by trying it God's way? I have a lot to gain. I mean, you once get on a heavenly high. That is un, unbelievable. I mean, you just feel like you're a cloud nine. Don't even touch it. You know, you're way above cloud nine and you're just, you're enjoying life. I mean, everything smells so much better. You're just at peace. You've got the love of God in your heart. And it's just, and never you, you will come down off of it, but never you come down off of it, you don't bottom out, and you ain't down here all dragging yourself around like, like your old wet rag or something, you know. You, you still feel good, but a heavenly high is nothing on this, like nothing on this earth. It is not, because we talked last week about the Amaze experience, and I'm going to touch on that again today, because the Amaze experience is where I first felt that first, well, I shouldn't say first, about the second time I felt it. Being saved is first. But the heavenly high that you live for a whole weekend is unfathomable, untouchable, nothing like it. But you feel so at peace with yourself. You feel like your relationship with God is so much better because it's all you're doing is you're working on your relationship with God, taking it more seriously, listening to him, letting some stuff off your heart that you've been holding on to. And to me, I think that's what it is. I think that's really how we get the heavenly high is when we work so much on our relationship with God and let go of what's weighing us down, the heart, the the heaviness, the stuff that just we don't know how to let go. But whenever you have someone help you learn to let it go, to be freed from it, that is whenever God comes into you and he makes everything better. It's like he takes his just this magical tape and just heals you, goes through your body, touching up all the areas that have been hurt, the wounds that, that are left over, he just fixes them, and you feel so amazing. And it's like, I heard this story, and I, I believe it today, and I have not forgotten yet. But it's like thinking about God just chiseling away all the bad, negative pieces of your life, just chiseling, just hammering on you, touching, mm. and you made, making you into the person he wants you to be. That's exactly what you're doing. You're letting go of the person you was and accepting who you are and who God wants you to be. Amen. Amen. And it says here, I want to share this with you before we end up. It says, this is talking about uh, the return of Jesus. It says, in these days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will, will uh, not give its light. 
the stars of heaven will fall and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will, then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds of great power and glory. And then he will send his angels to gather together his elect from the four winds from the, from the Father's part of the earth to the, to the Father's part of heaven. He's going to, in the last days, he's going to come back. And this is kind of summing up a little bit of what we've been talking about. You better be thinking about it. You better be making your choice. You better be getting ready. And like we said, this is not a fairy tale. What Pastor Jay's been talking to you about, about uh, her, her, uh, in her encounter with, uh, with her walk to Emmaus, it is awesome. And that's about the same way as mine was. It, is, it was awesome. It was great. But uh, but it's like it's saying right here in Mark, he's coming back, people. Exactly. You better not be messing around. You better not be you better be getting your act together because he's coming back, and you will see him. Even even the people who don't know him will see him, but they will they won't know it, and they will wonder what's going on. But then it's going to be too late. Exactly. That's why you know the book of Mark is so special, is because Matthew, Luke, you know, they all tell the same a, a story that's different. You know, they're the same, but they're also different. We don't touch on this lightly. We don't take it lightly. We say this because we believe with our whole heart. We say this because we want to warn everybody to get everybody ready and say, God is coming back and be ready. Stay alert. That's why we read the verses we do. That's why we touch on the things we do is because we want everybody to have the chance to know God the way we do, to trust God the way we do. Because you can have this kind of a relationship. You can have a relationship better because we're still working on ours. You can have that relationship. You just have to work for it, and we will help you. Just got to let us know and reach out. And there's one part right here. It says now, he talks about a parable. He talks, he, 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 talks about, he talks about a tree, but he's also talking about things that's happened. He says now the parable of the fig tree, when its branches are, heaven's branches has already become tender, and the parts, and the and puts forth leaves. You will know summer is near. And this is what we've all been talking about. This is what me and you've been talking about, Pastor Jay. Is is time is drawing near? It says you will know, and it says uh, so. You will also when you you see these things happening, know that it is near the at the door. Jesus is knocking at the door. He and, and I've said this many times. I've heard it many times. On his side of the door, there is no knob. He will knock, and it's up to you to open the door and let him in. Exactly. It's all. It's with everybody. There. It, there. He doesn't just shut you out and let you go forever. You know. He wants you to open. He wants you to to take his hand and follow him and to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. That's all he wants. That's as simple as it is. Just trust him. Yeah, and like I said, if you've been walking in this old world trying to make ends meet and you just like, it's like you're beating your head against the wall, why not try God's way? Maybe you might get somewhere, isn't that right? There you go. Exactly. There you go. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for following us on our journey, spreading God's words, showing his love to those who need it. That's what we're about, guys, and we Amen. thank you for listening and hope to see you on our next podcast. Amen. <laughs>